Welcome to Foundations of Emo, hosted by Claire and Danny. Each episode, we take one of our favourite bands and dive deep into their history and origins, reminiscing on our own emo roots along the way. Mm. Two takes. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> not bad, not bad. It's getting better. How are you? Good, how are you? Terrible. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting sick, so if my voice sounds weird, that is why. Yeah, because turns out I actually had COVID for the last two episodes we recorded. <laughs> so one of us is always drinking a lamp sip. Yeah. That's, we've decided that's tradition for the podcast. One of us has to be sick. Yeah, we're drinking a lamp sip just for the hell of it. Why not? Why not? What has happened since the last episode? We went to see the 1975. We did. It feels weird that there's only been one gig because the last episodes there were so, so many gigs many, we've been yeah. to. And the 1975 feels like ages ago now. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. But it was such a good night. It was very good. To be fair, I don't know anything about the 1975 and I had a great time. <laughs> and they didn't even play <laughs> They chocolate. didn't even play that one song that I know. <laughs> She knew one song and they didn't play it. They didn't it. play it. And Maddie Healy supported Maddie Himself. Healy. Yeah, that was hilarious. I just wanted on record that I don't actually like him. Yeah. <laughs> He's very problematic, but man, they have some bops. I found it weird that you liked them, to be honest, because of him. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. But then also on the way home from the gig, I was looking him up and stuff and I was like, is it all an act? I think he's a knob for the sake of being a knob and like getting publicity and he... He, I don't think he's on um, Instagram anymore. I actually think I tagged him in a video on Instagram that night. Um, and he's not on cool. Instagram, so... Because <laughs> he didn't reply. No, I it, like, went on and it was like a fan account or something. Like, I literally oh, don't think yeah, he has yeah, an Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But I'd had a few drinks, so I didn't notice when I tagged him. Uh-huh. Um, but when he was on Instagram, he used to just post controversial things all the time. Yeah, I don't know, does he do it for the sake of it? Because when I was watching him and he was slowly, like, getting drunker on stage, we're like... I don't know, pretending to be drunker. I was like, either he's putting this on or we're all just slowly watching this man's descent into alcoholism and I'm just not okay with it. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's all no, very I, weird. I think he was drinking for real. But he remembers all the words and he always remembers where he is and he doesn't get anything wrong. I don't know. Do you know? I'm always like, mm. Do you ever get so drunk you forget where you are? Like, if you're in the middle of doing something and you're... Yeah, but he's always like, hello, Dublin. Yeah, I suppose. But maybe he has someone in his ear telling him. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just still want to think that we're all watching and being like, woo, alcoholism. I just, I feel bad for his mom because I like her. Denise Welch, yeah, she's a great one, isn't she? (laughs) I like her more than him. That's everyone that I saw that was at the gig was just being like, I hope Denise is here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also heard Ed Sheeran supported himself there last week as well because the same thing happened. Oh, really? Yeah, but Matty Healy did it first. Yeah. My God, double Ed Sheeran sounds like my (laughs) personal hell. (laughs) god and then what other ticket news do we have we got tickets to bring me the horizon in january yes i just think that we are foreshadowing all these things yeah we can wait with an episode and next thing the band are playing here yep so expect from first to last to be here soon oh i wish <laughs> who else is there who census fail <gasps> so census fail announced a tour like the day after we did the episode except it was in the u.s Speaking of things, th- speaking of things and other events, yes. And <laughs> um, there's Fallout Boy news today. Mm. You haven't seen it? No. I think it's really funny. I found it on Twitter, but then I found a little bit more context on YouTube. So basically, they posted on their YouTube. So you know the way you can post shorts on YouTube, like it's not an actual mm-hmm. video; it's just a little short thing. But it said June twenty eighth, 
a Fallout Boy cover of the Billy Joel song We Didn't Start the Fire, <gasps> covering newsworthy events from 1989 to 2023. That's tomorrow. And it's our birth year in 1989 to 2023. Oh, yeah. This is our lives. Wait, is that that song? <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Yeah, but it's the one that's like... And just names all these like random things. Oh. Because I saw it on their Twitter, which I'm just opening. And they literally just started saying random things. They said Captain Planet, Arab Spring, LA Riots, Rodney King, Deep Fakes, Earthquakes, Iceland <gasps> Volcano. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and it's tomorrow. Yeah, 28th. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I just want oh, to know. Oh, sorry, but the time people it. listen to this episode, it won't be tomorrow. <laughs> it's already, already out. Passed. Go listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so much news. That's exciting. Yeah. And Joe is returning. Yes. Or he's has back. returned. He's yeah. already back. Yeah. That was a very quick hiatus, I think. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Poor old Joe. Because they're, they're on this so much for Stardust. So much for Tourdust, I think is what they call the, the tour. They're on that. They've started that now. And the playlist looks or the set so list looks good. banging. I hope they keep it. Yeah. I hope, like, I don't mind if they change one or two, but I hope that that's the, the gist of it. Because they have, like, Chicago So Two Years Ago. Yeah. G-I-N-A-F-S. <laughs> like, old stuff and more recent stuff. Yeah. And old stuff that's more, like, not the main singles because I feel like the last couple of times I've seen Fall Out Boy it's just been fucking Centuries Irresistible Sugar We're Going Down like it's just the most obvious singles yeah yeah I want to hear some oldies yeah can't wait for that shall we get going yeah so this episode is We Came As Romance or Romance (laughs) We Came As Romance as I like to call them (laughs) We Came As Romance I'd like to say that I hadn't ever listened to them before we got tickets to see them a couple of weeks ago, so they're very new to me. I have notes in my phone, that's what I'm looking for at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Mm-hmm. In the beginning of time. <laughs> in Roman times. <laughs> so, in the beginning, there was a few memberships for We Came As Romans and changes before the band became who they are today. In August in 2005 in Michigan, Dave Stevens, the current vocalist, formed a band with some high school classmates called This Emergency. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. They consisted of Sean Zelda, which I think is a great name, Johnny Nabors, Matt Myatt, and Joshua Moore. Dave Stevens actually performed backing vocals and the guitar and keyboards during this lineup of the band. They played a few shows around Detroit before the bass player, Johnny Nabors, was replaced by Sean Daly after just four short months. And in June of the following year, Sean Zelda quit to pursue a college education and was replaced by another high school classmate, Larry Clark, who officially joined on vocals. So in case this isn't edited very well, and you might notice the recording levels are slightly different. It's because when we recorded this initially, we pressed pause and then forgot to press record again. So there is a large, well... Not a large chunk. There is a chunk missing from the start of the original recording. So I am making an attempt to edit this in and we will see how it goes. This lineup then decided to change their name to We Came As Romans, often abbreviated to We Car. Despite the band releasing two songs, Larry didn't last long and quit a short time later in 2007 to be replaced by Chris Moore as the singer. Joshua Moore assumed the lyric writing duties. Their first EP was called Demonstrations and was not on any label according to Google and was sold online and at their gigs in 2008. I found the tracks on YouTube and there's a photo of the CD and it is so cute. The graphics are like almost like something from Microsoft Word Art. But as the first EP, I actually thought it was very decent. It's a very different sound to what we know We Car is now, but compared to some of the 
other earlier EPs we've talked about on this podcast, I think it's up there. So midway through 2008, Chris Moore left and Kyle Pavone was introduced. They then recorded a second EP, Dreams, which is on Spotify and was produced by Joey Sturgis, who has produced for loads of bands in his career, including The Devil Wears Prada and Of Mice and Men. I definitely haven't listened to that either because I only listen to albums. Well, the cover for this, you need to look it up here. I'll look it up for you because it is just the best thing I've ever seen. All right, Dreams EP. Look how cute they are. Look how cute they are. Oh, they're like little Look babies. Look at this. What are you wearing? <laughs> like, I love their little emo hair. They literally are like glass. the 2008 emos so, of my so memories. So, cute. So, this EP was actually released for free and Dave Stevens has said that he thinks this is one of the best things they ever did as it allowed the music to reach so many more people. Apparently, they used to just contact people on MySpace being like, please listen to our free music. Oh my God, bands always used to do that on yeah. MySpace. I actually remember yeah. that. And he said it completely paid off. So the EP was met with many favourable reviews and in September the following year, their first full-length album to plant a seed was released, which was also produced by Joey Sturgis and had two re-recorded songs from the Dreams EP on it, okay. one of which is Intentions and features Tyler Smith from The Word Alive. Which, side note, I literally only realised while writing this episode that The Word Alive are in fact a different band to Tonight Alive, who have a female lead singer. I was like, uh. Same thing. So they finished 2009 touring with Icy Stars and Of Mice and Men, and it was in 2009 that they were signed to Equal Vision Records. I have to say, I was really impressed with this album. For their first album, I felt like their sound was already defined. And yep. like, you can hear it in their latest album, like they had that sound. So good. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't believe it because when I usually when I go back to the start and start listening to a band like the first few albums yeah it takes a while to get the straight away I was like this is we came as Romans yeah so the first video single for it's plant a seed was released in May the next year and to say I love this video I haven't seen any videos now it is so cheesy but that's (laughs) obviously because it was 2009 but it starts off with some emo kid like walking through the snow and he finds some like magical leaves or something (laughs) or like seeds I guess so he takes them and then he starts walking through the streets and like giving them to people. Like there's a guy sleeping on the streets and a woman who's addicted to pills and he's like handing out all these magical leaves. That'll um, help. <laughs> then the kid's like running through the snow and the magical tree is on fire. But he manages to like save one of the magical seed leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then throughout this, the band is like performing. And I know it's 12 years ago, but they look so young. Aww. They're so cute. Kyle has this floppy hair that like sticks out at the end. That was uh, definitely a style at the time. Yeah, but it's just really emphasised like how young they were when they started. And like you said, they were that good and that like defined yeah. when they were that young. It's so good. And that song is still such a banger. Mm. Even though it's one of their first video singles. So the next year in 2010, they appeared on Punk Goes Pop, Volume 3, covering Justin Timberlake. Wow. Which song? My Love. Oh, great song. Yeah. And also, do you see a theme? We've mentioned JT on this podcast before. Did we? Yes, somebody supported him. God, I can't remember, but some band. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was so random. Yeah. See, themes. Themes, themes. So I definitely think this probably helped their coverage because I think a lot of bands get success from these punk go pop albums. No, the other way around. Pop goes punk albums. Yeah, I remember some of them and I remember discovering so yeah, many bands yeah. off them. I think that's where I first heard We Came As Romans. Oh. Yeah. So the second album, Understanding What We've Grown To Be, was recorded in two parts in 2011 and was again produced by Mr. Joey Sturgis and released through Equal Vision Records, 
WeCar began taking off a bit more, featuring in more articles and magazines such as Alternative Press and playing Warp Tour, and Understanding What We've Grown To Be was released in September 2011. So I read a description of the album that the band had given where they said the album was a bit darker than their previous... That's another theme. It is, isn't it? It always goes a bit darker. And it reflects on the struggles of growing up, but still maintains the band's themes of positivity and brotherhood. I was like, they do love a bit of brotherhood in their songs. I just feel like they're always talking about brothers. I didn't pick up on the themes. I was, because obviously it was my first listen. Yeah. Um... Like, I still, just the sound. Like, I like, it's like the perfect blend because it's got the screamy, screamy. Then it's got the lovely melody. And then they do something and have that little bit of electronic going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, when I started listening to them, I was like, what is this little added tidbit in here? They're like, there's not really any other bands that have that kind of sound, really. Now, I didn't know this and I haven't actually seen them, but they released a three-part series of music videos for the songs Misunderstanding, Just Keep Breathing and Understanding What We've Grown To Be, which the band explained in a Facebook post. The three videos we shot portray a person lost, confused and struggling to find purpose in life. He sees himself at his darkest in the first video, trying endlessly to find his way out. And after going through a traumatic experience, he finds his way out and his eyes begin to open to a new journey of finding out what really makes him feel alive. Through this journey, the man traces back to his childhood house where it all began. Overwhelming feelings wash over him as he remembers the feeling he once had long ago. Now with a sense of purpose, he embarks back into the world to take the path he should have taken long ago. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I just included that because I just think... Some bands, like, they get so into the... As in, we'd probably never watch those videos and say that about it. Yeah. But there's such a concept behind it that they've clearly really thought about it and they've thought out this whole theme. It's like that Ships album with Silverstein. Mm. No, not Silverstein, yeah, sorry. Funeral for a Friend. For a friend <laughs> where they had this whole concept around it and you were like, really? I don't get that. We manifested them coming back as well. I was like, Silverstein? Funeral <laughs> <laughs> for a Friend. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, see? The band started 2012 with a few tours, the first being a European one with Alessana. <laughs> the band we love to pronounce. Hang on. And with support from I Wrestled a Bear Once. Oh, I've heard of them. Have you? Great name. I've heard the name because it stuck with me, but I have no idea what they sound like. I know, neither do I. And Glamour of the Kill. Uh, I just included that because I think the band names are gas. <laughs> So they continued to tour throughout America and were supposed to support Underoad for their South American tour in May, but it was cancelled. Hmm. So when I first read this, I thought the tour was cancelled, but turns out it was just We Car that were cancelled. Oh. I know. And looks like they were replaced with Escape the Fate. Oh. Our fave Ronnie Radker. Hmm. Ronnie Radker. So they spent the summer playing more shows such as Rockapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> and they went to Canada and then back to Europe before closing out the year on the Latin American tour with August Burns Red. So in September of that year, they announced their cover of The Wanted's Glad You Came on Pop Goes Punk, Volume 5. Oh my god, what a song. Have you heard this though? <laughs> no. Oh god, it's so good. <laughs> I haven't heard of The Wanted in so long. I know. <laughs> and they even had their own music video for this song, which is basically them partying on a lake and then at a house party. And it's so bizarre because <laughs> when you watch it now, obviously what was that, 2012? So it's 10 years old at this stage. So like Kyle is on a boat and he's like this with two women either side. Oh, like cool. he's like, you know, this. And they're like on a lake. Like, yeah, man. And like, it's just. We're such cool dudes. It's so bizarre. But it looks like they're having a great time. But I'm not sure you're ready for this bit. Okay. Okay. 
I'm so excited about this. So in December 2012, Equal Vision Records announced a new song called Let These Words Last Forever and said that it would be released that month. And this single, plus two others, Hope and The King of Silence, are all on the deluxe re-release of Understanding What We've Grown To Be. And these three songs were all produced and mixed by none other than John fucking Feldman. Our fave. Can I just say he liked our reel on Instagram? John oh Feldman liked our reel on Instagram. Well, I just think I'm going to... We've like, made it. <laughs> I'm going to take a new tactic. and I'm just going to start listening to everything that John Feldman has produced because they're clearly so good. Yeah. Okay, so the next year during an interview, guitarist Joshua Moore said they were going to begin working on their next album in March with producer... John fucking Feldman. Yeah, I didn't know, but it all makes so much sense to me now. He's done everything. Like to be fair, like. literally has done everything, and it's all been so good. There's, we've never had a time in this podcast where we said it was produced by John Feldman. Didn't really like it. No, you know. So actually, there's an awful lot of interviews and podcast episodes with Josh Moore. So he seems to be like the spokesperson for the band. So after this album, Dave Steve, or after he made the announcement about recording the album, Dave Stevens tweeted that he was going to be singing a lot more on this record and they wrapped up recording after just seven weeks. Hmm. See, I know, the only thing I know about We Came As Romans is that they got a new singer at one stage. That's literally all I know. But when I was listening to the albums, I kept being like, is this the new singer? Is this the new singer? And I felt kind of like confused by it. <laughs> they didn't get a new singer. Did they not? No. I thought the guy that sings now isn't the guy who always sang. He's a screamer. So this is Dave Stevens. Okay. So I'm just confused. <laughs> so, well, unless I've missed that bit. The third full-length album is titled Tracing Back Roots, which was also the first single released from this album. So the album was due for release on July 23rd, but they actually released five songs before from it via various media outlets like iTunes and Alternative Press. One of these songs was I Survive, which has Aaron Giuseppe. can't pronounce that. Is that how you pronounce it? Gillespie. Gillespie, sure. Giuseppe, Gillespie, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> Fucking fame. Of Under Oath on it, which oddly enough, I always know when I listen to this song that it features someone else because I can hear it, mm. but I never knew it was him. See, maybe that was confusing me as maybe well. Because there's like yeah, different yeah, yeah. singers. I'm like, what's going on? Is this a new guy? <laughs> yeah. So just to show how successful this album was, their first album peaked at 175 on the Billboard Top 200. Tracing Back Roots debuted at number eight. Ooh. And are we shocked? No, because it's produced by John Feldman. That's yes. the end of that. <laughs> we love John Feldman. <laughs> so at the end of 2013, We Car received Billboard plaques via Equal Vision Records for the album's successful placements in the charts, which were number one on independent albums, number one on internet albums, number one on hard rock albums, number two on top rock albums, and number eight on top 200 albums. So people liked it. People liked it. <laughs> And the more episodes we do and the more bands I learn about, the more patterns that emerge. And one of the most notable ones seems to be that time when the band decides they want to try a different sound Mm. and release an album that doesn't sound like their previous ones. So for We Car, their self-titled album was it. I I actually didn't know this album existed. Okay. Because I obviously just skip past it all the time because it doesn't sound like them. It's so much more radio friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more like just poppy or something yeah it's definitely took a different angle i kind of like it like i feel like it's more melodic and more radio friendly but i enjoyed it yeah i didn't like not enjoy it i just kind of didn't know it existed and then i was listening to it and i was like oh i don't know any of these songs (laughs) but i listened to a podcast interview with dave stevens where they had just released the first single off this album 
and they were chatting to him about the writing process and he did say that it was completely different to their previous albums. They also mentioned how there had been some drama involving a few people like their booking manager was fired. He was reluctant to go into detail but he basically said they noticed a lot of things were going wrong or the ball was being dropped a lot and when they sat down and looked at it it was all coming back to the same problem or person. He said he felt like they weren't being looked after by the people they were paying to look after them. So after that they were adamant they only wanted to work with people they trust. So maybe that contributed a bit to the different sound of the album. Who knows. So three members of we are. I'm getting annoyed saying that now. <laughs> Three members of We Came as Romans also did a little side project during oh. 2015 with Dave Stevens, Andy Glass and Lou Cotton forming a band called Crucible with a guy from a band called Taproot on drums and a guy from band. a band called Assassins on guitar. Don't know them. No, I don't know. <laughs> so they released an EP called The Trials in November 2015 and most of the songs featured a guest vocalist from bands such as Bleeding Through and even featured Kyle Pavone as a guest vocalist. Oh. Yeah. And then Kyle also experimented with some solo electronic stuff during this year, but I couldn't find any samples of it. Is this his dubstep moment? Could be. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has a dubstep moment. If you listen to our From First to Last episode, you'll know all about dubstep moments. <laughs> so at the end of 2016, Eric Choi announced he was leaving the band. He was the drummer, having been with them for about 10 years. Uh, so this was just before the podcast interview I listened to with Dave and the interviews tried to get some gossip out of him as to why he would leave the band when they're so successful but he just was not giving them anything he was like I don't know man I don't know man I have to meet with, up with him this week and they're like surely there's something else and he's like don't know man but Eric himself had said he was leaving to pursue other life goals so they also kept pushing to try to find out who would be replacing him as a drummer and Dave was very sheepish about it too, but he basically said they had a bunch of people who they were going to get to fill in, but they had no plans to replace the drummer permanently. And he envisioned it as being more of a role where someone would be paid a salary for drumming for them on tour, etc. Hmm. Which I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But then he was like, well, we've all been working hard for 10 plus years to become successful. And we feel that if someone was going to come in, they kind of had to earn the right to be in the band rather than just immediately come in and get the benefits. I mean, like, it makes sense. That's fair. But again, so reluctant to be like, these are the people we have. He just kept saying, we've got them friends. (laughs) So despite all this, David Puckett, the drummer for the band For Today, was announced as performing drumming duties for We Came As Romans for 2017. I didn't know this because I wasn't familiar with For Today, but apparently they're a big Christian band. Hmm. So initially they were really hesitant because they didn't think he was going to fit in with them. But it ended up being the complete opposite. They got on so well that he became a permanent member, despite their initial fears. Oh, well, yeah. like I would. If someone was like a complete holy Joe, I'd be a bit know, nervous I'm about like, them. I'm like, Jesus. what would we talk about? The devil? <laughs> <laughs> so 2017 was also the year the band left Equal Vision Records, having been with them since 2009. And their fifth album, Cold Like War, marked their first album with Sharp Tone Records and their first without Eric Choi. I really like this album. So do I. That song, Cold Like War, is so good. Mm. So Joshua Moore described the concept of Cold Like War in a press release, saying the title represents adversity in all its forms. He said, quote, Cold Like War is about struggle, those trials. They can turn us towards each other, towards those we love, towards those who have supported us. Because the last two years to us have felt like this giant war, an internal war, to figure out the right path for our band, to figure out how to stay together and be happy again. Wow. I know. It's like I didn't know they had all those issues. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because their album, that album, the self-titled one, didn't do so well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they were like, where are we going with this, lads? And then Eric Choi left. And they didn't know what they were going to do with that. 
But I think this album's great. Yeah, I really like this album. Yep. It kind of goes back again to their previous sound. Dave and Kyle kind of share the vocals a lot during this, I think. Yeah. But it's great. So the record was largely praised and Alternative Press described it as a milestone for them. In August 2017, they were announced as support for the band I Prevail on their autumn tour. Did you know I Prevail? I know the name. <laughs> That's a running theme. I know the names yeah, of yeah. bands, but I've never listened to them. <laughs> They're basically like We Came As Romans 2.0. Okay. Like if you look at them, hang on, I'll look them up now because you'll see exactly what I mean when I say it. I Prevail. And the only reason I know I Prevail is because they did a cover of a Taylor Swift song on Pop Goes Boom. Okay. <laughs> Like, they look very... Yeah, same vibes. You know, same vibes. You get that? This guy looks very angry, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but they were also from Michigan. So there's definitely a lot of similarities in their sounds and looks. Although I'd say We Came With Romans are probably heavier. Okay. Um, well, I haven't listened to them, so yeah. I can't, can't comment. <laughs> so Dave and Kyle were on the lead singer Syndrome podcast with Shane Told around this time and Shane told asked him about it saying he had a lot of respect for them for agreeing to the tour because a lot of bands would probably let their egos get in the way and wouldn't want to be the support for a younger version of themselves basically Mm, which is true yeah but Dave said would they have to take these opportunities because at the end of the day it's a chance for them to play to people that they otherwise might not get to play to yeah and they could pick up some fans along the way well definitely especially if they sound similar and have the same vibes like if you're there for one you're gonna enjoy the other because do you remember when we went to see Paramore and they had, whatchamacallit them? Block, Block Party. Room. Like, what was that about? Yeah, that was weird. I just felt like if you're coming to see Paramore, is Block Party your vibe? Mm. It's like with Linkin Park supporting Metallica and everyone booed Linkin Park. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I kind of... You need someone with the same vibes. Same vibes, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like Matt Healy and Matt Healy. <laughs> if you like Matt Healy, you're going to love Matt Healy. <laughs> um, but I thought it was a funny thing for Shane Told to mention because when I saw We Came As Romans... It was 2014 in Fibbers and Silverstein supported them. Oh, wow. What a gig. Yeah, what a fucking gig. That was so good. I remember when I found out Silverstein were supporting them and I was like, I think I've just died. I can't <laughs> heaven. Like, I am deceased right now. It was so good. And then in August 2018, the death of Kyle Pavone was announced. He was just 28 years old. So a few days after this announcement, the band confirmed he had died from an accidental overdose and they would be starting a foundation in his honour. So I remember hearing about this and naturally I was one of those fans who had fallen off the bandwagon after they brought out that album that I didn't like. But I was so shocked. Yeah. I was like, what? And like, I just assumed it was like suicide or whatever, but apparently it wasn't. It was like complete accidental overdose. Accidentally die. Yeah. That's what, should we say just that what Burt McCracken was afraid of. <laughs> I was like, who was that that said it? Because of Heath Ledger. Yeah, he knows the vibes. So obviously I had no idea he was dealing with a drug addiction. And I don't know if that was kind of common public knowledge or if people who were like massive fans of him would have known about it. But I didn't know. I think like when I think about bands, I kind of assume they're all on some kind of drugs. But I wouldn't necessarily assume they're like in crazy drug addiction. Yeah, because then it's weird then when you go back and listen to things in context. So that episode of the podcast I was just talking about there where they were talking about I Prevail. That was done like just basically a year before this and when I was listening to it it's kind of an awkward podcast anyway because he's interviewing them over the phone which is really weird yeah well I suppose that's five years ago but the two of them they're obviously not beside each other on the phone if you know what I mean Mm. so they're kind of like interrupting each other and stuff and there's kind of like awkward silences where it's like which one of us is gonna speak or whatever yeah 
And Dave kind of does most of the talking. And when D- Kyle does speak, there's bits of it where he's kind of babbling a bit. Um, in my head, I automatically go to, is he on drugs? Just because I know this happened. He might not have been at all. Yeah. Might have, that must might have just been the way he is when he speaks. But it's mad when you go back and look at it in context, you're like, was he on drugs then? Was he on drugs when I saw them? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. hard to know. Some people just hide it so well. And also with heroin, it's like, how do you go from, I don't know, smoking weed to like... We talk about this a lot in work because we deal with clients who have addiction. And it's just like, I don't know, I just feel like there has to be something seriously wrong in your life that you decide heroin is like the next step. Like, because I don't think that's something like, it's not a party drug. You're not at a party with your friends and they offer you some. It's like, it's so extreme. And it's surely something that people don't actually want to do. Like, they had a choice. They're obviously not going to be like, yeah, well, let's go off and do heroin. So they released more details around his death and word of warning, it's not very nice. And it's very sad, but apparently his girlfriend found him unresponsive in the bathroom with a syringe beside him after she became suspicious because he was taking ages to come back from the bathroom. Maybe he's just doing a big poo. <laughs> yeah, but he obviously didn't do big poos on the regular because she was like, this is where maybe... How does heroin affect your stool? Please leave us a comment I, I below. I checked how it work. Constipation, diarrhea. Yeah, which way does it go? So she had to give him CPR, and when the paramedic, paramedics, so when the paramedics are on in their wee car, <laughs> I thought we shouldn't be laughing. It's a bit sorry. Yeah. But she had to give him CPR, and when paramedics arrived, they gave him a shot of Narcan, and he was rushed to the hospital. He died a week later. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I didn't know that. I assumed he died. Is is that one of their songs though? Yeah, because I was only listening to one of the songs today and it's all really sad and yeah. it's about being on a ventilator for a yeah. week and dying. And I actually, I knew that your man had died of a drug overdose, so but I didn't realise he it was him yeah. they were talking about. Yeah. I thought maybe it was one of their dads or something like that. Yeah, but eerily enough, one of his last tweets that he literally posted the day before his overdose. Oh no, was, I hate this kind of thing. Yeah, it was a lyric from the song Promise Me off the Cold Like War album and it said, Will I be remembered or will I be lost in loving eyes? Oh Jesus! Like how haunting is that? Or I'm not being funny, but like, are we sure it was accidental? Because that seems like yeah. foreshadowing. Or well, I planning. think so. The way they're kind of talking about it and stuff, the girlfriend seemed to release a statement saying he'd struggled with heroin addiction in the past. So it kind of sounded like one of these things where it was unexpected. Like mm. he, what? It's not like he was doing heroin in front of everyone, or yeah, know. he might have just been in a bad place and yeah, then gone yeah. back to it. Well, yeah, they'll never know, really. But a few weeks later, Dave released a statement saying that they would not be replacing Kyle. Instead, Dave took over the majority of vocals with Andy the bassist doing some of the screaming parts. So that's probably why he thought there was... Because he just took over. Yeah, no, I knew... I didn't mean like a new singer, like a new person. I meant like... Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, someone yeah, yeah. new was going to be singing yeah, in the yeah. band. So at the time I was like, oh, it's... Not that it's funny. They're not replacing him. But most bands do. You know, they're mm, like, yeah. our singer left, we're replacing... But having read what they said about replacing the drummer Eric Choi when he left, I completely understand why they wouldn't want to replace him. So he's kind of there from the beginning of them becoming successful and he was an essential part of them. So it probably feel very strange to have someone kind of just step into that and then take over all the... Well, it's from first to last all over again. Like, it's not that easy to just put a new singer in place yeah, and be yeah. like, be grand. <laughs> yeah, be like, here you go, take it all. But I read somewhere that they had chosen not to replace him out of respect for his memory. And I just think that's... That was so mm. nice. I was like, that's probably one of the most respectful things they can do to be like, that position will always be open because it's his. Like, yeah. 
So the band actually stuck to their touring commitments, which was really soon after this. Jesus. But they vowed to honour Kyle and talk about its foundation. Um, and they said that they wanted to stick to the touring commitments to honour Kyle so that they could talk about him. Um, and like even when we saw them a few weeks ago, they dedicated a song to him and they yeah. said how much they missed him. So like he's still obviously a part of their shows. But like how hard must that be to like... Yeah, just keep going on tour straight after or something like that. And and I think even talking about them would be even harder. Like, how would you not be bawling? Yeah, because even when I read all this, I was getting so sad. <laughs> and not sad in the sense of like, oh, Kyle's dead, I knew him so well or anything like that. But sad thinking about like, how hard it must be for them to just yeah. be like, he's not here, we still have to do it. And he obviously wrote loads of the songs and like, just fucking died. And he was only 28. Like, what? that's five years younger than we are now. Yeah. Such a waste. But they continued playing a few tours and writing some new material, releasing two standalone singles in 2019, one of which actually features Kyle's vocals. Did you listen oh, to this? Oh, no. No, I didn't. Oh, so they pulled his vocals from the song to plant a seed and basically, um, what am I trying to say? Inter- intertwined? Inter... 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 <laughs> Interdish. <laughs> in- in- Intershikari. Inter... What is that word? Inter... Wove? Yeah. Interweave? Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? They wove it in. <laughs> Yeah, but it's if you listen to it, it's actually so sad. And the song is basically all about like how they don't want to forget him and they wish he was still here. And then they just have Kyle's vocals in the background. It's actually, oh no, I'm kind of glad it's I didn't actually listen to terrible. That. Yeah. So Dave Stevens also told Billboard that Kyle was always writing. And quote, I'm pretty sure he gave Lou Cotton, our guitarist, a few different things he wrote. So we're going to try and get his laptop too, because I'm sure he had just files and files of stuff there. So that's a goal. We would love to include him in this record as much as we can, aside from just writing about him, which I think is lovely. Yeah, they that want is to include really cool. him in everything. Or maybe they just like aren't good at writing songs. Yeah. And they're like, we need him. They're like, shit, we need the writing <laughs> secrets. Let us into that laptop. <laughs> so in October of last year, five years after release of their last album, they released their sixth album, Dark Bloom. Love this as well. I love this as well. I just love that bit on the song where they're like, I am Dark Bloom. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> so good. Uh, so they actually used some synths on this album that Kyle had recorded before his death. Aww. Yeah. The album has songs featuring other artists such as Caleb Shamo. Shamo? Shomo? Shamo. Shomo. Shamo. Caleb Shamo from Beartooth. I like Beartooth. Do you like Beartooth? Never listen to them. Oh. You know what I'm like. <laughs> I don't have time listening to new music. I'm going to do an episode on Beartooth, so you have to listen to some. Although, no, wait. I didn't think this would be the episode where we'd have to mention it. But I feel like one of them's a pervert. Yeah, there is always yeah. a pervert. <laughs> and they also feature an artist called Zero Nine Thirty Six, who is a rapper. I thought that was the title of the song. I didn't realise it was a person. <laughs> I feel like he features on something else that I've listened to before, because I definitely haven't listened to him, like, standalone. But I know has. the name. Hang on, let's have a quick search there. Why would you pick that name as your rap name? Zero. Oh, here he is. What's he look like? No, geez, if I had to pick a rapper, that is not who I'd envision. I would have uh, put more face tattoos on him or something. Like, just going by his name. He looks very holy. Because there's a lot of these kind of, like, ever since Post Malone, there's kind of a a lot of rappers with weird names with face tattoos. Yeah. Oh, it's Rayu. Ice Nine Kills. Nope, don't know any of them. Anyway, this fella. Maybe I'll listen to him now. Probably not, though. <laughs> so this is what you were talking about. There's a song on this album called Promise Me, and it's heartbreaking. So, well, listen, like you said, and you know immediately it's about Kyle's death and the aftermath of it. Well, you don't, because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but when you listened to it, you were like, it has to be about someone 
Yeah, well, I knew it was about someone's death, but I just didn't realise he took a week to die. Like, so that's why I didn't think it was I didn't realise either until I listened to that song. I was like, wait, hang on a second. Um, Your legs are very tanned. Thank you very much. It's totally fake. That that dust stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, jeez, that's lovely. Oh, so dark. It's not used to seeing your legs. (laughs) It's so warm in my room and we can't have the fan on because obviously you'd hear it in the (laughs) background and I'm just sweating. So I'm just like moving my hair off my neck, pulling my skirt up. I'm just getting progressively more undressed. (laughs) Claire's going to turn around in a minute. I'll just be in the nip. (laughs) She's been warned. Oh, it's nothing I haven't seen before. It's fine. <laughs> Where was I? Promise you. Oh, what? yeah. So some of the lyrics of God include, They said you weren't in any pain. I came and saw you every day, holding tighter onto your hand, begging that you'll just wake up. Yeah. So sad. So the title of this song, it's also the title of a song on Code Like War, which was the song that Kyla tweeted lyrics from before his death. Oh. So there's two songs called Promise Me. So this version of Promise Me references that first version and according to Joshua Moore, the guitarist, this is kind of like his response to the first version that he wrote with Kyle. Mm. So another lyric from the song says, And we sat down once, wrote about all the fear that lives inside you, defenseless, wrote about another time I swore I lost you. Because Kyle had apparently taken an overdose a few years previously. So I didn't look too much into that, but I think it was reference to he had broken up with his girlfriend. And was feeling really depressed. And he just did an Instagram post where he talked about it. So it wasn't like a big news story at the time or anything. Yeah. I think he just was brought to hospital. So. But that's so sad when you like have the two songs together and you listen to the two of them. It's like, oh God. Um, it's nice, but it's also soul-destroying. <laughs> it's soul-destroying. So Kerrang wrote a review of the Dark Bloom album. And I thought it was so accurate and apt. They stated that Dark Bloom is not an easy listen. But then the context in which it was made meant it never could be. But in the spirit of the band continuing, it's also worth remembering amongst the dark moments how much life and vitality there is in the de- in the delivery here. In the delivery. Hang on, I'll go back and read that line again. But in the spirit of the band continuing, it's also worth remembering amongst the dark moments how much life and vitality there is in the delivery here. Like William Faulkner, given a choice between grief and nothing, we would choose grief. Here, we came as Romans, have bravely plunged their hands into what that means and created something that acts as both a carrier for a knot of emotion and a tribute to their friend. This is an awesome, awesome album. I really like the album. Like, to be fair, I I probably didn't spend a lot of time, like, dissecting the lyrics, but I didn't think, like, in general, the album was that sad. Yeah, if you go back and listen to it, knowing what you know now, you're like, oh, it is much darker than the plant is dark seed. bloom <laughs> it's not called light bloom i don't love that i am dark oh i am dark bloom it's very uh bring me the horizon with their little robot person yeah what is dark bloom when she says she's dark bloom what does that mean it's the name of the album <laughs> hang on I need, what's the name of that song uh is it like the third song on the album the third song black hole great song great song great album this basically brought us up to date here now so i didn't bother trying to find controversy about them because it didn't really feel appropriate yeah i didn't want to find yeah, this it. is like the, the saddest episode we've done i didn't really want to be like he died and he was a pervert oh god so we're just talking about how bear tubes are perverts instead side note they might not be don't take that as allegedly <laughs> also i don't know if i've mentioned this before but when i saw them on fibbers in 2014 i hung out with them because we're mates like uh, side note, I'd been agency staff in my job for a month 
the day after this gig was my first day as a permanent employee and I had to call in sick because I was violently hungover. <laughs> You're always violently hungover though. Claire can't drink to save her life. <laughs> we, Danny lives right beside Marley Park. Don't come stalk her. Yeah, I was like, wow, give away my location. <laughs> so she lives at, no. <laughs> um, but on Saturday, we sat in her back garden and drank some Prosecco and listened to Jeremy Candy, who was playing Marley Park. We had to get Danny's mom to come open the bottles of Prosecco because we couldn't do it. Danny's mom was having a nap and we were like, Liz, come open these bottles for us. This is an emergency. We can't open the Prosecco. Um, So we drank two bottles between us. So that's a bottle each. And to say I was dying on Sunday, like absolutely dying. It was literally four glasses each. And I was dying. Must have been something else. <laughs> the fact you can't drink <laughs> yeah, I like to convince myself that Prosecco is my friend and I could drink so much Prosecco because I love Prosecco but I just can't like in comparison I woke up feeling brand new as if I was drinking water the night before yeah but that is because that's because I was really drunk the, on Friday night and was violently hung over on Saturday and then drank the Prosecco to cure me yeah and your liver enzymes had already started working yeah okay okay <laughs> Maybe it was... Not because I'm a violent alcoholic. <laughs> Maybe it was the meanie flavoured potatoes that killed me. Uh, so anyway, what, what was the thing? We're talking about violent hangovers. Violent hangovers, yeah. So the main thing I can remember from eating them after all the alcohol is just how genuinely nice they were. Aww. Like, they were so down to earth and just willing to chat and hang out. Like, there was no, like, who are these weirdos? Get away from us. Like, you know, everyone was just sitting around talking, buying each other drinks. I feel like I had... So so much Copperberg, which is probably why I was so drunk. But they were just so nice. Um, and even in the interviews when you listen to them, which are kind of mostly with Dave Stevens, he just comes across as so easy to chat to and just really polite and kind of like thankful to the people who are interviewing them, being like, yeah, man, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. Like, Aww. just really, really nice. I like that. So I didn't want to be like, he got arrested for a DUI. He didn't, by the way. I was just <laughs> making up a random fact or like... Controversy. <laughs> Another fact I found out, which I thought I'd throw in, is apparently Andy, the bassist, does a lot of artwork for their albums and their merch. Mm. And he also comes up with most of the concepts for their videos. Mm. It's kind of handy to have someone like that in your yeah, band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Dave, the vocalist, apparently absolutely hates recording videos. He's like, if there's one thing I do not want to be, it's an actor. He's like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> and he goes, but, you know, if the fans want a music video, I'll do it for the fans. But I absolutely hate doing it. That's good. And he said that when they met Andy, he was actually terrible at like trying to rock out and play bass at the same time because he couldn't keep time. <laughs> they were all like, meh, he'll, he'll grow into it. He'll be fine. Which I thought was so funny because you know when you see him now and the little like dance moves he does on the yeah. stage where he like throws the bass around and like he's so into it. Like practice makes perfect. We should have just kept going and we would have made it. Could have made it. Now here we are with the world's best podcast and John Feldman liking our reels. And Jason Milbank from Census Fail also liked our reel. So, I mean, I can just die a happy woman now. That happened on Saturday after we were drinking Prosecco. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, like, is that the guy from Census Fail? Someone from Census Fail liked our thing. I don't even know what it was that he liked, but thank you. A reel where we were talking about Census Fail. So I thought I'd end my episode just by mentioning the Kyle Pavone Foundation that was set up in his memory. So according to their website, the Kyle Pavone Foundation hopes to enrich the memory of Kyle by providing education, awareness and compassion to those suffering from addiction and their families. There's also merch you can buy and you can donate directly. And one of the cool things that they were doing last year was they launched this initiative to provide 
Naloxone, which I don't know what that is, and Narcan training to artists and crew members at music festivals and live music events oh, worldwide. That's really cool. Which I just thought was such a good idea. And it was all for free. And if you participated in it, like you got free Narcan or whatever to yeah. do it, which I just thought was such a good idea. So that is all I have to say about We Came as Romans. It's a bit more somber and not so funny. Yeah. But I actually love them. And you know, going to see them there a few weeks ago, it just. Why can't I speak today? What's the word for like when you like something again? Re. Reignited. Reignited. Do you know what? That actually did come into my head, and I was like, it's not a weird thing to say. <laughs> Reignited your passion. Reignite my fire. Yeah. But it did for them. I just was like, oh, yeah, I love them. And all the songs from their first albums are still just as good as they were ages ago. Like, I was trying to take notes on my phone when I listened to the albums so that I could distinguish between them. But I was literally like, great album. Great album. Yeah. And then I was like, they all have the screaming, the melodies, and then like a little bit of electronic stuff yeah, going on. Yeah. And they kept that throughout all of them. There was no album that I was like, oh, shit, what's this? Is this the Canyon? <laughs> or like, there was no Canyon. Like yeah, they didn't have a bad album. And I found it very difficult to pick a song to skip. I only picked it on the way over here. Oh, yeah. I she went to that album and I was like, I'll just skip through these. There has to be one of these that I can pick. My, I was like, when I was keeping notes on my phone, I was keeping like my songs to repeat and like also keeping my ear out for a yeah, song yeah, to skip yeah. to keep in the notes so that I'd remember. But I was like, potential on repeat. And there was literally like five songs I could have yeah, chosen because yeah. there were so many good ones. So what is your song on repeat? Well, I kind of said it earlier. It's Black Hole. Only because I listened to it in the gym and then I just kept repeating it like six times. So I was like, well, it's going to have to be. It's just so like. <laughs> I chose Wasted Age. Yes. I like that song. And that's on that album. The non album. The like self titled album. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, let me double check. Or is it on Call Like War? I don't know. It's on Call Like War. Oh. But when it came on, I, I actually had a memory of them playing it. Yeah. And us singing along in the academy and then I was like oh I love this and so then every time I listen to it since I'm like bop absolute bop I love that when you listen to a song it brings you back to mm. that moment in the gig because the songs were like they weren't trying, they weren't blending together in a bad way but just like when I've listened to so yeah. many songs that I've never heard before like it was starting to get a bit like I couldn't distinguish between them yeah. when that came on I was like oh, they played this I remember this because I remember us singing along yeah <laughs> I think and I don't know if you find this or if I'm just like a weirdo but now that you don't have CDs and you just have Spotify, I lose the names of songs and stuff so much easier because I'm mm. not looking at them, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like with the CD, if you were listening to it in your Discman, <laughs> you had to like physically go to the CD because your Discman didn't display the title of the song. So you just go to it more, whereas now, I don't know, I just don't. It's kind of like with books and Kindle. Yeah. I can't read Kindles because I just find it hard, whereas when I have a physical book, it's easier. Yeah. Am I making any sense? Yeah. No, I find like when I'm on the, because usually I listen to most of my music on the way to or from work on the bus, but like I'll just be listening to something for ages and I'll be like, is this album still going? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And you're like, my but then if a really good song or a really bad song comes on, then I'm like, what is this? And then I check. Yeah. That's yeah. like the only time I really look at the, the names. Yeah. So what is your really bad song song to skip? I'm going to be absolutely cancelled, um... but it's promised me. I know, I'm such a heartless Wait. bitch. Which version? The, the, like, the one from Dark Flume. The one that's literally about your man dying. Because I, I didn't know it was about him dying. I thought it might have been about one of their dads or something. And it was just you a You had time to change your mind when you found out. Yeah, but it was the only one I'd written down in my notes. Okay, to be fair. It's I a bummer. I skip it as well. It is a bummer. And as much as it is a tribute to Kyle and 
lovely kind of you just don't listen to it it's very sad I yeah, was and it's the I last... was texting Danny after this being like I'm so depressed I've just written about Kyle dying and I just need a break like everything <laughs> was really sad but it's also the last song in the album so it's easy to skip as well because you're kind of like okay well we'll just finish here yeah 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 let's go put something else on yeah I can't remember the name of the song I think it's Saviour of the Week I've no idea it's on their self-titled album and it's just very um oh, I don't know how to describe it it's very musically I was like this is a bit uh, I don't want to say like childish that's not the right word but it's kind of like finding it hard to breathe 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 because of this this like it's just mm. weird lyrically immature yeah I mean <laughs> it's not a bad song like as a standalone song if you heard it you'd be like it's kind of catchy but just in the middle of all their other songs you're a bit like mm. Mm, I'm not feeling this I didn't cop that I'll have to listen to it again yeah but on a positive note, we came as Romans are doing really well for themselves and I love them. Yeah, I'm glad that I've been introduced to yeah. them. Seeing as Claire just was like, hey, do you want to come see We Came as Romans? And I was like, sure, I don't know who they are, but I'll go. I'll, I've got like, what, one week to like listen to everything <laughs> they've ever written. And then Danny made a playlist of them and it was awesome. Yeah. Because I hadn't listened to like most of their newer stuff. So when you made that playlist, it was like, this is perfect thanks so much Danny. it was just a set list I just go on set yeah. list FM and take like the set list and make it them into Spotify playlists which is so handy to so have I can a prepare for Danny. gigs yeah I'm going to see The weekend tomorrow and the set list that I found for him has 36 songs on it mm-hmm. and I put them onto a playlist on Spotify and it took me three bus journeys to listen to it <laughs> is he actually going to play all those I don't know but like there's been several gigs that he's played recently that are big like arena or like big festival kind of shows yeah and like tomorrow in marley park that is what that yeah, is yeah. so like some of the songs mm. on the set list beside it it said shortened so like it'll only be like a bit of the song i presume but like 36 songs is outrageous what's the point in that as well i feel like i might have a nap at some stage <laughs> there's definitely a big lull in the middle with a load of songs that i don't know like off like a new yeah. album or something who is supporting i looked it up and i've never heard of them oh so it's kind of okay because I like I'm gonna finish work at five, come home, get ready. To be fair, stroll over. I feel like any gigs are good gigs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the time, unless it's like he's playing a lot of his, well, not a lot, of, but like a good few of his old songs, and that's when I really liked him, and I used to listen to him a lot I actually. No, like way before that, like his first oh. two albums. But he's playing some of those, so like I'll just die to see those songs, and then like he's got a few uh, singles that are bops. I feel like that's the only one I know. I feel like <laughs> you have to know the Blinding Lights because that was the big COVID song. Oh, yes. The TikTok song. Yeah. Um, I can't the- believe I didn't even say we were talking about having tickets to Bring Me the Horizon and I didn't mention that in August I'm going to go to Budapest to see Architects Whatever. with sleep token supporting. We don't supporting. care. We don't want to know. Okay? This is literally going to be the best gig of my whole life and I'm going to actually just lie down the ground and die during it. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous at all. Don't care. Well, you could have come fine. to see Architects. Well, are you going to be jealous ago? that I have registered in every single country to see Taylor Swift play? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to go. That is my next episode. It's going to be on T Swift. Wow, <laughs> cancelled. I'll tell you what the actual next episode I'm is going really to be excited about because I'll tell you what I'm excited. I feel like I've run out of the bands that I would pick for you. You know that are like the obvious ones. So tell me. Well, you've already foreshadowed it in this episode. <gasps> Hang on, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> it's Escape the Fate. <gasps> yes, okay. It's going to be the roast of Ronnie Radka. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. 
I hate him. Like, if there's actually someone who I really, like, every time I see him, I just get, like, angry when I look at his face. <laughs> so I feel like it's going to be a dramatic episode. It's definitely going to have a different tone than this one. Yeah, this is, like, when you look at all the ones, mine are all, like, wholesome, cute apart from this one which is somber and Johnny's ones are like and then he tried to kill himself at a gig and they got a restraining order and then this happened and then it was very dramatic yeah maybe that's the angle I'll go for for the next band I'll just google most controversial band of all time and that's well you can't because do. I'm doing Escape the Fate <laughs> fine oh I can't stand him and even when I was just doing I've already like done some of the episode already written it and I'm already like just angry all the time Escape to Fate though does remind me of us when we were yeah, 17 yeah we had such a moment for one of their albums we did but listen we'll save it for we'll the next episode save for save for the next episode <laughs> wow <laughs> for more mu- beautiful musical outros please continue to listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah if you have any suggestions as to what controversial band I can do next give me a shout so that I can be interesting <laughs> be interesting you gotta start sometime <laughs> oh, <you're joking. laughs> oh guys <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like the Kellen you're the Keenan what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what? I tried to think of a duo and that is the first <laughs> Keenan and Kel obviously <laughs> Tia and Tamara yeah name another iconic duo that Holly and Phil <laughs> Holly and Phil Jesus Christ speaking of people who are cancelled anyway me. guys thanks for listening to this episode about We Came As Romans if you haven't heard of them or haven't listened to them please go listen to them because they are great seriously I've only just started listening to them and I have no regrets yeah please follow us on our social media where you will also have no regrets <laughs> we are Foundations of Emo on TikTok and Instagram and Foundations Emo on Twitter which I couldn't get into our Twitter account the other day because I couldn't remember what our tandle was. <laughs> Did you want to go back and listen to one of the episodes? Oh, I could have. <laughs> I never know what our social media is because Danny is a social media queen, so I just sit here and nod. Yeah. You can be saying anything and I'd be like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and our Instagram handle is Claire is lame. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.